everybody, and welcome to Culture Conversations. My name is Jonah, and I'm a news editor for The Chronicle. On Culture Conversations, we ask broad questions about topics we aren't usually able to touch on in our standard reporting. And to give you an idea of who works at The Chronicle and who we are, we're rotating guests each week to ensure everybody gets a chance to speak. But note that we are recording through Zoom, so keep that in mind while you're listening in. On today's episode, we'll dive into the role technology plays in our lives, the value of our data, and what that data even means. You're listening to Culture Conversations. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Good. Thank you for yeah. Thank you for joining me today. I appreciate both of you sort of lending your time to to speak about some fun stuff. Would you two want to introduce yourselves, your names, what you do with the Chronicle, all that fun stuff? Hi, I'm Shane. Um, I'm the senior graphic designer for the Columbia Chronicle. I'm Cam. I'm the director of photography for the Na- for the National Chronicle. My God, for the Columbia Chronicle. <laughs> What's the National Chronicle? Is that I next? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe that's next. So that's I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by two artists right now, which is rare for me. <laughs> I try to distance myself from artists. So we're all taking new steps here. <laughs> um, I'm excited to talk about what we're talking about today. I, I love how we're kicking off the, it's not the first episode of Culture Conversations, but it's the first sort of Redux episode with a super, super serious kind of apathetic topic about <laughs> whether or not our technology is listening to us, if we should do anything about it, if TikTok is hunting us, all that fun stuff. Uh, so I'm excited to sort of get into it. I figure, Shane, we could sort of start uh, talking about uh, sort of what you wanted to bring up with, you know, whether or not our phones are listening to us. What's on your mind? Yeah, so definitely something I've been thinking about for like the last like year or so, especially like after lots of my like like totally innocent, just like everyday sort of conversations like, like oh, like I got this like ad about like, shaving or something like right after I talked about yeah. you know that like haven't shaved and like haven't shaved my legs in, like maybe like two years or something with some of my friends and then like for the next couple of days like all my ads are just about shaving or just like really seemingly like like very niche things like I looked up sheep music one time on google and sheep then on sheep like the animal sheep, sheep? Music. like, like oh. yeah piano like sheep music okay and then on Pinterest the next day like several like um like recommended posts to me were like sheep music or like piano lessons or just like different things like that and it's starting to kind of bug me but it's definitely not enough to make me any of my habits or anything like yeah. turn off like the microphone and like my, like messenger or whatever um i don't know like have you guys started noticing the same things 100 percent. yeah all the freaking time dude and i feel like it's always for the really really weird niche stuff that like you wouldn't look up otherwise you know what i mean um like i got i i thought about getting a kayak for a while I did just buy a kayak and it is awesome. <laughs> but I was really, really into kayaking for like a week. And then there, like, there was like another week where I was really into this idea of building my own table. And then immediately just getting bombarded with apps targeted, you know, from like Home Depot or from like REI and like all this stuff that, you know, usually I wouldn't go out and sort of, you know, search up. So 100%, I'm with you. I've definitely begun to notice that stuff. I, it wasn't such a big deal for me until I got a Google Home. 
And mm -hmm. then I realized that it listens all the time. Like it never stops listening. It's listening to this conversation right now. It's listening to me like, I don't know, watch something on Netflix because it never actually turns off unless you unplug it, um, which is a really fun fact that I found out um, after I looked it up because I kept getting ads for things that I like was talking to my roommate about, which was terrifying. So my question is like, do we care? You know what I mean? Because I feel like this is this I, like this is a pretty a popular thing. I mean, I know that myself and my friends have spoken about something like this before. But and I think Shane, one of the things you mentioned when you started sort of talking about this to me through our our email chain when we set this thing up was like there's this weird sort of almost apathy kind of surrounding. It's like, well, we know they're listening, but like whatever. You know what I mean? They're already <laughs> listening. So what's the point? I mean, do you guys care? I mean, my Google Home is still plugged in and in my apartment, so clearly not very much. Uh, I think, obviously, like, there's an unease, but I've also read, like, news articles about murders getting solved because people's, like, echoes were on while they were getting murdered. So I'm like, well, the worst case scenario, if something terrible happens, there's evidence. Um, and I don't think my information's that interesting. I mean, if somebody really wants to go in and hack into my Google Home and listen to me talk about my plant for 30 minutes, they can, <laughs> but I don't think that they would care that much. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Like, every time, like, I try to do something, like, maybe I turn off, like, microphone access for, like, Instagram, like, or, like, Messenger or whatever, like, I just end up having to turn it back on again anyway mm -hmm. because as an illustrator I use like Instagram stories to kind of like post about my day or like share things and they absolutely like, will not let you post if like microphone and camera access like isn't enabled right so like I'll turn it off but I just end up turning it back on again anyway and like there are lots of alternative things that you can do like I know that you know like you can get like a specialized messaging app with like encrypted text and whatever um but like I don't know like you're you're totally right like there is just like this sense of apathy and also like I also have nothing to hide so it's like oh well I don't know I feel like you got something to hide Shane I don't believe that, <laughs> that virtual background you're hiding all kinds <laughs> of things man there could be a corpse oh, back man. there no, just just my messy, messy bedroom. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I do have some things to hide. <laughs> and so it kind of freaks me out a little bit. You know what I mean? But I, I agree. Did you that, no. <laughs> but it's like, what would I do? You know what I mean? Um, I, I really don't know what like the next step would be because I, I can't just not use my phone. I work at the freaking Chronicle, dude. Like the phone's my life, dude. I gotta call people and check Slack and all this stuff. And if I don't have my computer, I mean, my life's over, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm gonna I guess, but I do have a professor um, who I'm like really close with who like actively tries to get his like. Well, are you guys Apple users? I'm yeah, not. I'm not. So on um. 
on the iPhone, there's like this thing that like shows you how many hours you've spent on like a like on your phone, like on a weekly basis, like your average amount yeah, of yeah. hours per day. Um, and he actively tries to get his to zero and he's like super paranoid about like the government listening in on him and like selling his like data to like Russian hackers. It's so funny because like I'm always like, ha ha ha, like that's that's so funny, but like he's so serious about it. And I'm thinking like maybe maybe we should be too like i don't know yeah it it reminds me of like those um i used to have a bunch of my friends in middle school used to put like the piece of tape over the webcam you know what i, I mean? still do that I no, still still do that. <laughs> so like why so why do you do that you know what i mean what you know stuff like this is tracking you and you, you just can't take that next step i don't know i just i think there's something between like there's something different with like Oh, like user like eight thousand one hundred and thirty-two looked up, like I don't know horses for sale in Alabama versus like someone literally spying through my video camera yeah, as right. I'm like making gross faces, like hunched over, <laughs> like in my third hour of like drawing, like it's I don't know, it's different. Like I don't know what they're doing with my face. They can do whatever with like whatever I look up on the internet because I'm not like directly connected to that, but like when it comes to like my visage, my face, what are they doing with it? What do they need that for? You know? Right. I see what you're saying. I mean, I, maybe I'm just stupid. Uh, I don't care (laughs) what anyone does with my face. Maybe I should (laughs) care a little bit more now that we live in like the era of deep fakes. But my logic right now, as it has always been, is that I am simply not important enough to care uh, uh, yet. I don't know. That's a bummer way to think about it. (laughs) I mean, it's true, though, right? Um, I think you're important, Cam. I'm so glad you do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I just don't think that my information is important. And like Shane said, I don't have very much to hide. Um, I think for a while, when all the news started coming out about kind of like deep fakes, I did get a little worried. And I guess I should, in case no one someone doesn't know what a deep fake is uh my very like non-techie definition is just like an edited face on video mm-hmm. right made okay. to do something that that person is not actually doing yeah. um so a lot of it popped up circa like 2017 2016 right yeah. of like obama saying things that he wasn't saying and then i know a bunch of uh celebrities got uploaded to like porn sites even though they obviously had never done porn right. before um, so that was my concern, because um, I was always like, well, what if somebody, like, I don't know, seeks revenge against me, and right. I end up on, like, some horrible website, but, a, you uh, know. I'm going to share my screen real quick. There's a video that comes, I, I, I love the top, I don't love deepfakes, I really don't like deepfakes, <laughs> but the, the whole topic of, of deepfakes is, like, always fascinated me. Yeah, here we go. So look at his face now. Super stoked. Wait, what the heck? Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? (laughs) And look how seamlessly this blends back into his real face. And there's another part. Oh my gosh, what the heck? You see that? Yeah. Have you not seen this this before, Shane? I have not, no. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Hold on, there's another one, man. How do they do this? Uh, So the way, I was actually just watching a, a video on this. Um... How do I stop? There we go. 
So the way deepfakes work is that it's all run through a, a, a computer program that essentially you gather as many photos as you can of one person from different angles where you oh. want lighting and stuff like that to be similar. So like the program is less sort of variables that has to take into consideration, but you take it from all of these angles and you can also do it from, you know, they can be completely un, you know, unrelated photos of the same person. And essentially the program finds what all those photos has in common. And then it has it from all those different points, right, where the camera shot and where the light's hitting. And so it's able to reconstruct that. And then you just map it onto another person's face. So I could be, you know, Camilla right now if, uh, if there is enough, you know, photos of me to get that out there. It's crazy. That is crazy. Wow. It's horrifying. Yeah. But it's also kind of huh. horrifying. I don't know. I don't think it's been used for too many nefarious uh, things right now. Except, I mean, there's like some crazy stuff out there where people are using it for like pornography. People are like bringing people's faces on to like porn stars, like using it for that. Just really, really gross stuff. It's kind of spooky to think about. Interesting. Yeah, like I interesting know. in a bad way, like not interesting in a good way. <laughs> I know. And that's why that's the and I love technology. I'm a big tech guy, but that's the side yeah. of tech where I'm like, I don't know if we've gone too far or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, that kind of ties into my, is your webcam recording you? I'm like, well, if somebody can hack into my webcam right. and get my face at different angles right. and then make a deep fake onto a point, like, I don't want that. That's my fear. Yeah. But I also am not scared enough of it to happen to actually put tape over my camera. Right. Maybe yeah. I should be. Here's the, here's the pizza tape that I use. It's like... <laughs> I actually got... I was covering the Chicago Marathon uh, almost a year ago, and they gave reporters, like, little tabs to put over their webcams. Like, it was wow. a branded, like, Bank of America Chicago Marathon little plastic So tab. great. It's like now they're commodifying it. <laughs> exactly. They're, like, commodifying our fear of being, like, commodified. <laughs> like, having our stuff sold. It's so weird. All right. I think, so, like, overall, I guess we could sort of wrap up this topic. How are we, how are we feeling? It, you know, spooky, but we're not really, we're not that spooked. Yeah. I mean, it... it it is every internet tracking thing, right? Yeah. I'm scared, but not enough. <laughs> right? not, yeah. What do you think, Shane? I don't know. I'm kind of wondering if this is like a generational thing. Like I'll we are ask. the generation that literally has grown up with tech. Like I cannot imagine right. like, like I've never grown up without it. Like my very first memories, like I remember my dad sitting at like, like his very first computer, you know, running like a super early version of Photoshop and like doing whatever with it. So like, I don't know, like, for people like my professor, like, he's obviously, like, he's, I think, like, in his, like, 50s or 60s, like, he's mm -hmm. grown up in a time that, like, you know, didn't have tech, and in his lifetime, it has grown and, like, sprawled out into this, like, kind of scary thing that, like, you know, he's trying to, I believe, like, process and control in some way, like, how tech affects him, but I feel like for us, like, I feel like our apathy kind of comes from, like, well, we haven't, really like ever lived a life without it mm -hmm. it has evolved independently throughout our lifetime so it's just kind of something we accept more readily than others i don't know no i think you're completely on it with that my dad's the same way like he doesn't use any social media or anything like that because he just doesn't like the idea of being you know he doesn't want that stuff out there mm -hmm. um but i remember like growing up and all that i i got on facebook super early when i was like nine 
like right when it like a couple <laughs> years after i think i don't know when it got launched i think it got launched in like 2009 or something so i was like there day one yeah. d-day for uh for facebook um <laughs> And so, like, growing up, people have always been like, well, social media, you know, turns you against, you know, people you uh, people that are actually your friends. It, it, like, gets you obsessed with just, like, likes, followers, and all this stuff. And I've been like, yeah, shut up, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I don't believe it, you know what I mean? Because I'm not – I don't think I'm obsessed with that stuff. Maybe I actually am. Um, but I've always felt that it was a, a lot of hoopla, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, I agree with Shane. It, it's definitely something that's been normalized. Um and I think some of my apathy comes from the fact that I've just kind of accepted that I can't really control it, like no matter how hard I try. So yeah. there's no point, yeah. right? Like I know that there will always be people who are smarter than me and can <laughs> hack into my computer. Listen, I'm not a very like tech savvy person beyond like coding one line of like text on yeah. a web page. So there will be people who are smarter than me who, if they want to get to me, there's nothing that I can do to stop them. Oh. Um, and maybe that's a little apocalyptic, but <laughs> there's so, no point. So, I mean, so this is interesting to me to, to hear from, from you, Cam, because what you, you wanted to talk about sort of the, the larger TikTok Facebook debacle that's been going on. And I know that you are a, a, uh, a big fan of TikTok. You are a creator yourself. I'm not a creator. Are you? Oh my gosh. I mean, follow you. I make one TikTok a month. It's very exciting. Regardless, consistency is all that matters. Could you tell us a little bit about what's going on with sort of this TikTok thing you've been you've been interested in? Yeah. So a few weeks ago, um, the US government essentially announced that they were going to try to ban TikTok. Um, and that mainly came out of fears of data mining um, and I think the precedent of India banning TikTok as well uh, probably influenced it a little bit. Um, and it kind of caused this like upper discussion among kind of tech experts and also governmental bodies, right, of how do we ensure that people's information and data is safe? Uh, do we care that people's information and data is safe? And to what extent do we control that and can we, right? So while the TikTok thing was very interesting to me, um, I really kind of, what piqued my interest the most was this kind of Washington Post uh, article that I read or like listened to on Post Reports and then I went back and read it, but it essentially was a comparison between um, how TikTok data mines and how Facebook data mines. Yeah. And it essentially, the conclusion was it's exactly the same, right? Mm -hmm. So the amount of information that TikTok grabs off of your phone is the exact same from the amount of data that Facebook grabs off your phone. If anything, it's a little bit less because you don't use TikTok to log into things, but you oh, do use right. Facebook to log into mm -hmm. other like right. platforms. Yeah. Um, so that brought to me this really interesting point of like, why are we scared of maybe a foreign company data mining us? What and we're so willing to trust an American company from yeah. data mining? Well, I I don't. I mean, so there's a couple things, and I was I was about to ask that if you think that it, you know this distrust in TikTok stems from like this large role cultural thing that's sort of been perpetuated by Donald Trump, like this whole China you know, China, America, us, them thing. Um, but I don't think people trust Facebook at all, <laughs> like period. Um, 
I, everybody's scared of the Zuck now, you know what I mean? Um, and I know him and Jeff, Be- <laughs> Jeff Bezos and all of them were just speaking to, uh, I believe it was the Senate recently, about whether or not they have too much power. I, I don't think that people are trusting Facebook at all, man. I will say, though, when the TikTok thing came up, everyone was talking about, like, deleting TikTok yeah. off their phones. Like, there was this huge uproar. And when the Facebook thing happened, I didn't really see that discourse online. Like, it wasn't really like a, oh, I should delete Facebook off my phone now. It was a, oh, Facebook is bad. <laughs> like, we've known Facebook is right, bad right. all along. And I think that kind of comes from what you were talking about. It's kind of... Um, I mean, I guess you could call it xenophobic narrative of like yeah. China bad, although I'm not going to like minimize a lot of the, the freedom breaches yeah, that yeah. China has had. Um, but at the end of the day, TikTok has said, and I mean, it, it's been proven that they don't really send any information to China at all, although they are China owned. Um, they are like United States based. So it's this really interesting situation where they're constantly skirting around regulations by sending information that they gather to sites in the US and Singapore, um, which is also another fun topic. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Shane, what do you what do you think about all this TikTok stuff? Are you on TikTok? Yes, I am. Oh man, um, I just no. watch. I don't. I don't make TikToks. Oh, like, okay, you're a lurker. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. For me, I think the uh, like the TikTok versus like Facebook sort of thing. I feel like I don't know. TikTok is like definitely like for entertainment. You know, like you don't really use it to network. You don't really use it like as well. I guess. You, it's like a social media platform, so you you can, I guess. But I feel like for Facebook, for a lot of like the people that use it, which I feel like are all people that are like older than us, um, they use it to connect with family, yeah. you know, like people that they haven't talked to in like years. So I feel like as a, like thinking about like the way that each thing is used, I feel like TikTok's something that you can delete. You can find your entertainment, like, elsewhere through, like, a million other things, you know? But, like, for Facebook, Facebook Messenger, like, my parents use it to call family, like, that's halfway around the world, like, on a pretty frequent basis, you know? So, I don't know. Like, I feel like maybe the, um, the outrage over Facebook was kind of, like, diminished by thinking about, like, you know, the kind of good that it's done, especially from for families that like are abroad or like people yeah. that like are like halfway around the world, you know, like messenger is still like a really good place to like call each other, video chat each other, even for like free. And I remember, you know, when I was younger, that wasn't a thing that we could do without like having to pay like a ton of money. Yeah, it's know? true. Yeah. And I mean, my family's kind of the same. Um, I have relatives in Colombia and like my parents are avid Facebook users, especially my mother. Um, because it's her way to connect with people uh, around the world. But at the same time, to me, that's kind of why Facebook is set sort of insidious, like more mm-hmm. insidious to me than TikTok is. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, TikTok maybe knows where I am. Like TikTok knows I live in Chicago, but TikTok doesn't know like the 50 people that I'm related to. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Which to me is a little bit more terrifying. I think it's a, a lot easier to lie on TikTok than it is to lie on a site like Facebook and 
it's interesting to me because I know for a fact Jonah is very anti TikTok, but very pro Facebook. <laughs> so I'm not. I'm not pro Facebook. I I'm not pro Facebook. I like the platform though. I like the actual tech component. I don't really like a lot of the business behind it. I don't like TikTok because TikTok is too. Um, I I I don't like bite-sized entertainment. Period. I wasn't a I big Vine it. guy. You I know what I mean? No. <laughs> like tic- TikTok to me, quite frankly, fills the same uh, void in my heart that Tinder filled. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Here, well, let me elaborate. Because tic- <laughs> TikTok is, it's all about the mindless swipe. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I, I'll tell you, I just went on TikTok for the first time recently. I attempted to become a TikTok influencer in four <laughs> days. And in four days, I amassed a small following, but I am not famous yet. And so I just deleted the app yesterday, actually, and deleted my account. So I don't think I'm cut out for it. But I, I, I don't feel um, that, TikTok, that there is re- any real sort of community or interaction within TikTok. It feels very voyeuristic to me just to swipe and like watch all these weird random people. You know what I mean? Um, and then it was putting me into really, really weird like subgroups too. Like all the videos that I got were like about like boyfriends and girlfriends and like and like, <laughs> your what your girls see and like stuff like that, just gross oh, stuff. Gina, you know what I mean? Were you going straight TikTok? I was, <laughs> and, I, and that's <laughs> the other. Thing. There's too many freaking freaking groups, man. There's straight TikTok, there's, there's gay TikTok. There's there's e-girl TikTok. There's e-boy TikTok. There's skating TikTok. Roller skating TikTok. Snowboarding. TikTok. There's so many TikToks. It like it's like sensory overload for me. I guess so. But I I, mean, I like Facebook a lot actually though because <laughs> I can follow like Facebook. I I think I'm just biased because I've been on it for so long. But like me and my friends, that's where we get a lot of our meme content from. You know, there's a lot of good that comes out of out of me being on Facebook. But um, I I don't know. I just don't like the platform TikTok, man. I don't but know. Maybe. I agree with you though. It definitely is a safer safer you know than than letting facebook have your data i think the whole component of that facebook is a network and so it knows who you're related to and who you hang out with and then it can start to amass that demographic data that way because this is like an important thing is that the like anybody's fine like yeah take my data i'm just like one person you know what i mean like that's not going to do anything but when you start to look at the broader picture and you realize okay i'm you know i'm just one person but i live in you know, I'm living in right now in Bolingbrook, Illinois, which is a town of like a couple, a couple 10,000 people, right? And so we all have that in common. And then it starts to amass demographic data, which they can use them to target ads and like sell stuff. That's when things get dangerous, right? Is when they sort of make it class action in that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I don't know about you, Jonah, but I, I have been on TikTok, Jesus. I've been on Facebook um, almost as long as you have, actually. I made a Facebook account around the same time. Can't one-up uh, me, bro. I know, <laughs> you know. Uh, it, actually, my mother helped me make it, and it was so I could talk to my family um, when we, we moved to the U.S., and uh, I just lost interest past the age of 10. However, the What's that say about me? That's an insult. <laughs> <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah, the creepy 10 year on Facebook. <laughs> 
the creepy men that find me through like a variety of network things have not lost interest so I get like messages from people that live near me or like near my hometown almost daily and is that is that worse than the creepy men on TikTok just like gazing forever at the loop Listen, people gaze all the time. I just don't want to know about it. It's the ah, same okay. as my phone <laughs> listening to slash watching right, me. I right. don't want to know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still anti-TikTok, man. I don't know. I don't think it's going to change. Okay, <laughs> but like if if I joined TikTok and in a span of like four-ish days, all they showed me was straight TikTok, I would also be pretty <laughs> anti-TikTok. Okay, so th- this is important. Explain to, <laughs> explain to me what straight t- what what are the hallmarks and motifs of straight TikTok? Okay, so straight TikTok is like. Is it all about sex? Honestly, like low key, yeah. Okay. That's what I was seeing. The hallmark of straight TikTok is really just like cis men, like like het cis men, heterosexual cis men mm-hmm. who are like often white, who will make these like point of view videos where like they pretend to be someone's boyfriend or like someone's love interest where it's like pov you and me take like a nice long like stroll on the beach at midnight or something or like they can even be um like some sort of like role play scenario where like Mm -hmm. like i work for the cia and like i just got beat up and like i come home and like after a long day of like being beat up (laughs) and like the really like creepy and Insidious thing about it is that these like these videos are often watched by a lot of like younger like like kids really like yeah. like like these like girls re- like that are like 12 13 and they'll like comment on the videos some pretty weird inappropriate things mm-hmm. and it's like as a 20 year old 20-ish year old person like making these videos for straight TikTok like your audience is like young women and it's like not okay like like marketing that promoting that like really building a platform off of that and like straight TikTok doesn't really care yeah you know I don't know it's just that that's like one big hallmark of it it's just creepy guys preying on like girls and it's like yeah can we not? Yeah. And then I yeah. feel like the, the other thing with TikTok is like that it's all wrapped up in this. Um, it's I, I TikTok is like, it's all performance based, right? So there's no actual mm-hmm. real sort of like lia. There's a little bit of liability because their face is on the internet, but it, you, you know, somebody could always say, Oh, well in that video or in this comment, I was like playing a character or something like that. You oh, know yeah, what I mean? People do that all the time. Right. But with something with Facebook, I feel like it's a little less like I can hide behind that defense. We're like, oh, well, I'm an entertainer. I was trying to entertain. Sorry. Sorry you feel that way about how I offended you. Like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I, I will say Facebook is interesting in the sense that I think it's maybe the only platform that's left that isn't influencer-based anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. So every other platform like Twitter and Instagram and TikTok, of course, uh, is very much like centered around people who other people like. Yeah. Influence the oh, people man. like them. That's all. Um, and Facebook is still like kind of community and family based. Or yeah. At least my understanding of it, it is. It's for the boomers <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jenna. <laughs> I, I'm an old soul, dude. I want to. I, I want to ask if this is a straight TikTok. Oh, I'm yeah. sure you've okay. seen this one. This one was was memed on pretty frequently. Have you seen this one? Oh, yes. Oh, God. Oh, yes. oh my God. Yeah, I don't even need to watch it. 
POV, I see you walking down the aisle at her wedding. OMG. Yeah. Yes. She's beautiful. <laughs> of, a, of a straight TikTok. But I think, like, the funniest ones are people who duet the video, which is, like, they take the video and they, um, they, like, add their own thing to it. And then they show up, like, side by side. Like a series. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, um, but what they'll do, like, in these duets is, like, it'll be, like, them in a hot dog costume or something. Yeah. Like, it's never actually, like, it's such a meme that no one just, like, actually uses it, like, oh, like, here's me, like, a pretty, like, dress, like, walking down the aisle. Like, I would like, disagree with that, Shane. I have really? seen it. Have you? Yeah. I have not. I feel like the ones that have gotten, like, the most popular, maybe it's just because, you know, like, my algorithm is tuned to be anti-straight TikTok. Yeah. So I've just seen ones where it's, like, Kermit walking down the aisle or a hot dog with milk walking down I the aisle. I support that one, bro. <laughs> I yeah. like that. I like that and side of TikTok. To be fair, I only saw those, like, serious duets uh, when I first joined TikTok. Yeah. And oh, then it, it like pinned me down and it was like you only like cat like, videos. So we're only going to show you cat videos. <laughs> um, which I'm fine with. <laughs> oh man, that's a whole nother freaking episode right there, dude. The algorithm in general. That mm-hmm. we could talk about that for hours. Yeah. yeah. All right. But I think I think to sort of get at the, the last thing we wanted to talk about today, and I think it is is interesting when it comes to, to TikTok. What I what really caught my eye this past week is I was reading this article from Wired. Um, about how Netflix, like the, the way that they consider what a view is has been mm-hmm. shifting and it's oh. changed recently um, to the point where they consider if you view a, a single piece of, of media, regardless of how long it is, it could be a feature film, it could be a short film, it could be like an hour long TV show, whatever. As long as you watch two minutes of it, they consider that as you having viewed it, almost like as if you've completed the viewing. And I think TikTok, the algorithm runs on a similar way where it's like, if you watch even like 10% of this, then it's like, oh, well, okay, you watch 10% of it. I think that's what happened with me. I think I watched 10% of a straight TikTok video and it was like, bro, this is all you want. And then it just, <laughs> edit, you know what I mean? Um, but that, that kind of caught my eye. And I, and I think it's interesting because I think it applies to everything we've talked to today, but it's like how, what does, you know, we know for a fact that our behavior online is being monitored, mm-hmm. but our behavior online isn't even being truthfully monitored, right? It's, it's being looked at seemingly only when it's convenient. Because like the whole thing with this Netflix stuff is that um, they're using this to sort of inflate viewership counts, right? So for shareholders mm-hmm. and stuff like that, um, which is kind of nefarious, you know what I mean? I mean, it, that doesn't strike me the right way. Because it's, it's like, um, and I'm, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about this, but as like a film major and a filmmaker, it's like if somebody watched two minutes of something I made, I would not consider that. Just yeah, like no. it. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, obviously like our, I don't know, our ability to focus on things maybe has gone down and they're kind of um, taking that and running with it. Uh, but I also think it can work against them in a way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Because, I mean, I know exactly what you mean, because once, one time, like maybe three months ago, uh, my roommate was like, I really just need you to watch this one piece of a clip from an anime. Yeah. And I have never in my life watched anything that has anything to do with anime except for that one time. And I still get recommended animes to the point where I've like stopped going on my Netflix recommended because it annoys me so much. And I just want to watch a documentary and it doesn't recommend those to me anymore. Despite the fact that I watch more 
if not the same amount uh, every month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I don't know, I, I don't know if there's a lot of people who just watch like two minutes of something while they're browsing. And well, it's also because then- Netflix has the autoplay feature. So you finish a movie, oh, I'm going to go use the bathroom, and then two minutes of it plays, boom. You know what I mean? That's how, that's how they get those views. Oh, I'm going to go grab a snack or something. Just let it autoplay, right? Yeah. Like that stuff adds up, you know? I mean, I think it's not even, I don't know, maybe you disagree with me on this. I think that maybe what you said is right. Maybe it's not viewer-based because um, I don't, I can't think of a world in which that could work to kind of make your platform more appealing to your actual audience mm-hmm. and, and your customer base, right? I think it really is like advertiser and um, yeah, creator. That's that's what's kind of, that's what's always kind of, and I, I reported on this a little bit earlier in the year, but that's always the one thing that's been odd to me as I was researching about like Netflix specifically, which is like they, they have these like meetings that they stream every year where they'll like they it's for their shareholders i'm pretty sure they may not be public but you can find them online um but netflix has it all laid out at the beginning of every year exactly what percentage of their content is going to be for this like fiscal year so let's say like this year 20 percent of all the content we we publish or we produce is going to be anime and like 30 percent is going to be feature film like 10 percent is going to be television and that mm-hmm. doesn't change you know what i mean because it's all algorithm based it's yeah. not necessarily interpersonal in that way. And th- I mean, that's always struck me as being just super, super weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you guys think? For me, like on my recommended page, like I have like accounts for like, you know, for my parents, for me, for my brother um, to keep these sort of like recommendations separate. Cause like, I get what you mean, Cam, about like, you know, watching like one piece of anime and now all of a sudden like Netflix thinks that like all I want is anime. And I don't want that, but because my brother is like going into a phase where he's like super, super into anime, <laughs> um, and I just I, I want that removed from like <laughs> like Hang I want it separate. <laughs> right. Um, but I can see how like that can be annoying, problematic. It's like when a view is just so arbitrarily counted. Yeah. Like why? Like what does it even mean? you know, and especially for people, like, making films where, like, this sort of data, like, probably matters more, you know, it's, like, that's not, like, a fair representation, it's not a fair count at all. And it's also, like, a lot of these streaming services are super, super, um, like, tight-lipped about their viewership counts, like, they don't Mm -hmm. publish, or their subscriber counts, too, like, they don't like to publish that stuff, and then, so, when you, when you take this out in the broader spectrum of, like, you know, the rest of our data that's being collected, it makes me question, it's, like, yeah, sometimes companies tell us what, what they're getting and what they're using it for, but, like, how, how much of that is spin, you know what I mean, and how much of that is true, I, I don't trust them for a second, including, Facebook and TikTok and all of them. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. I mean, it, I think it gets more problematic when you take something like Netflix, where it is very much like professionally produced content of mm-hmm. people who take it very seriously and care a lot about what they do. Yeah. Um, especially because, I mean, I, I know that you probably know this, but like Netflix like curates covers depending on what you like click on the yeah. most. So sometimes I wonder if that helps their originals more than it helps some of the original oh. content that they buy off of like it's got people it, right? who are really big deals, right? Like like a 
I don't know, like a Tribeca film or, or a larger production or even an independent film that did really well um, in the circuit, right, in the festival circuit, if they only have one cover, right, and they have this really wonderful film that Netflix is paid for and they continue to get paid for depending on how well it does, mm -hmm. uh, how well is it going to do against 30 different Netflix covers curated to get people to click on it? And how fair mm -hmm. is that to the artist who's created that media? Yeah. It's tricky, tricky stuff, man. Tricky, tricky. Seriously. <laughs> All right. I think we're pretty much at time for our first episode. What a convenient place to stop. Are there mm -hmm. any last words either of you would want to get in on sort of some of the stuff we've been talking about? Hmm. You want to vent? Tell us about your day. Having this conversation is nice because I know that there are other people that. Oh, you're cutting out. You know, that like is aware that this is happening, Um, that this is like, oh no. Well, I was just saying that like, you know, it's nice to have this conversation and like know that there are other people that are encountering this and that feel the same, you know, yeah. Um, but also I feel less bad feeling apathetic about it you know? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Cam, anything else? Yeah, I mean, me too. I'm glad none of us care, clearly. <laughs> that may be, that may be on my, that may be on the next episode, man, whether or not we, we care about being apathetic. <laughs> we clearly don't care, but do we care about not caring? That's Matrix level stuff, dude. Tune in next time. Tune in next time. <laughs> Another episode of Dragon Ball Z. All right, well, thank you guys so much for speaking with me today. Really appreciated having both of you guys on. For sure, yeah. All right. Have a good one. Thank you, too. And then thank you, everybody, for watching. Bye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>